It's an illegal industry worth $20 billion. Let's take a deeper dive into the netherworld of smuggling. Not of drugs or people, but wildlife. I'm Dave Kendall. I'm a senior reporter and producer with the Bangkok Post, and I've been based in Thailand since 2005. On Deeper Dive, I take you beneath the surface of the big issues here in Thailand. Please share and follow this podcast, and you can watch the video version on Spotify. Thailand is home to 10% of the world's animal species, and wildlife smuggling has always been rife. Thankfully, the days are gone when the country was crisscrossed with farms stocked with tigers, bears and crocodiles. Shop windows displayed tiger and leopard skins and species from around the world were openly for sale in Chatuchak Market. In 2019, the new Wildlife Conservation and Protection Act protected non-native species and increased jail terms up to 20 years. After Vietnamese trafficker Kingpin Bun Chai Bak initially walked free, the Supreme Court in 2022 sentenced him in absentia to five years in prison. But wildlife trafficking continues throughout the kingdom. The Bangkok Post has reported numerous seizures in 2023 so far. In July, 62 macaque monkeys were abandoned by fleeing smugglers on the bank of the Mekong River in Nong Khai. The month before, 47 live and one dead macaque were found in a car on a highway in Chumpon. They'd come from the southern border province of Satun. And in March, another 47 were intercepted in Karat, en route once again to the Lao border in Nongkai. The monkeys were most probably headed for a Chinese dinner table or vivisection lab, or for use in traditional Chinese medicine. Another commonly smuggled animal is the critically endangered pangolin, sought for both its meat and its scales for use in Chinese medicine, despite a Chinese government ban. Once common in Thailand, scaly anteaters are now sourced in Indonesia, Malaysia, or sometimes even Africa. The live animals are reportedly worth 500 baht per kilogram when they cross the border from Malaysia or Myanmar, six times as much by the time they cross the Lao border, and eight times as much on arrival in China. Aside from pangolins and monkeys, ivory, tiger parts, snakes, reptiles and exotic birds are also smuggled through and out of the kingdom. My guest today is Police Colonel Wan Pichit Watanasak Montar, Superintendent of Subdivision 6 in the Natural Resources and Environmental Crime Suppression Division. Police Colonel Wan Pichit, thanks for joining us here on Deeper Dive. What kind of wildlife do you seize? And can you describe some recent seizures? In the last two to three years, we have seized both protected animals and reserved animals from smugglers. There are numerous species, including birds, leopard cubs, macaques, and most recently pangolins. Now, have the seizures increased over the past couple of years? And how much smuggled wildlife do you think probably gets through? 
The Natural Resources and Environmental Crime Division is making efforts to investigate wildlife trafficking and seize as much as possible. However, we believe some might have been able to evade the authorities, but I don't think there's a huge amount. Do you rely generally on on seizures, or do you also investigate the traffickers? Our team relies on the investigation of targeted groups, of which we have collected data. We monitor their activities until we can track them down and arrest them when they commit an offense. How do you find the traffickers to target? Where are you getting that information from? We have three sources. They include intelligence information gathered from previous cases and offenders' criminal records. And are there many large criminal gangs involved in this, or are these smaller-scale individual traffickers? There are big-scale networks. We have conducted further investigation following their arrest last year, and there are so also small traders in the market. What are the source and destination countries? What are the where are the countries that most of of these wildlife and wildlife parts are coming from, and where is it going? There are two parts. The first is the animal remains, like the meat. Different types of meat mostly come from neighboring countries, and they are distributed within the country. The second part concerns wildlife, such as monkeys, which come from Thailand. They are smuggled into neighboring countries, and they are destined for third country for experimental purposes. They also include pangolin scales, and it's the same pattern. When you talk about monkeys, these are macaque monkeys. Where where are they coming from? The macaques. They come from the northern part of Thailand. You're saying most of the monkeys are going for for vivisection for animal experiments. Uh, which countries are they going to? What we can say is that they are first transported to neighboring countries before being smuggled into a third country for experimental purposes. So you can't name the countries when you say neighboring countries. Which do you mean? Do you do you mean Cambodia? Do you mean Laos? Do you mean Myanmar, Malaysia? There are many routes that they're going. What are the main ways that you discourage wildlife trafficking? What is the best way to stop it or to reduce it? We have to coordinate with our counterparts in neighboring countries to stop the trafficking, to make arrests, to inform the people about the harm of wildlife trafficking. It harms nature, and some species may face extinction. What's the balance between punishment and education? Which is more important? In some countries, news and information about the dangers, consequences, and penalties related to wildlife trafficking are almost non-existent. And here in Thailand, some people still think that it's hunting, and which is a way of life. How many of the animals and the animal parts are being used for Chinese medicine? 
For the first question, I think there is still some use for Chinese medicine, but we do not know for certain as Thailand is only a transfer hub. The animals and the animal parts just go through Thailand, so we don't really know the actual amount. Do you feel like you have enough funding from the government in order to stop wildlife, or or do you really feel you need more more money to ramp up your enforcement and your investigations? We have received cooperation from relevant agencies to support funding, and some of them include the United States Fish and Wildlife Service, the United Nations Office on Drugs and Crime, and the non. Governmental agencies like the Wildlife Justice Commission. What is your message to traffickers and to consumers of these animals and animal parts? What would you like to say to them? Stop excessive hunting, as there is a need to have a better balance between humans and nature. Anything else you'd like to 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 talk about that I haven't asked you? In addition to protecting wildlife, we would like to encourage everyone to help protect all our natural resources and environment, making the world more sustainable. We can live alongside each other happily ever after. Then, thank you,、um, and I think we all echo those sentiments at the Bangkok Post. Thank you very much for joining us here on Deeper Dive. What are the takeaways? We learned that wildlife and wildlife parts are coming from quote neighboring countries, and that monkeys are being smuggled to neighboring countries and then to third countries for animal experiments. The officer also mentioned birds, leopard cubs, and pangolins. He said the Environmental Crime Suppression Division cooperates with agencies in neighboring countries, but some of them don't have public relations campaigns warning people that wildlife trafficking endangers species. Or even telling them it's illegal, so people don't take it as seriously as, for instance, drug trafficking. Asked about how many of the animals wind up as ingredients in traditional Chinese medicine, the officer said some, but they don't know specifics because Thailand is just the transfer hub. They say they do get support from some international government agencies and also the NGO, the Wildlife Justice Commission. On the next pod, I'll talk to Steve Galster, the founder of the NGO Freeland, to get some more details and the bigger picture on wildlife trafficking in Southeast Asia and the threat it poses to humans as well as biodiversity. Till then, let us know what you think of the Deeper Dive Thailand podcast. Please follow or subscribe and share it too. Stay up with all the latest news about Thailand and the world on BangkokPost.com. And see you again soon for another deeper dive.